0: Hi there, this is John from the FreeGiftFromGod.com podcast. This is the final session on this particular subject study I've been doing over the past five or six weeks, looking at maturing as a Christian. The culmination of our walk to maturity is to be like Christ Jesus and to be perfected in love. We need to learn to walk in love as Christ walked in love because love is the end game. So my aim today is to look at what this love is all about. We'll see that the only commandment Jesus ever gave was to love one another. And indeed, even the law, the Mosaic law, was based upon love. Because the two greatest of the laws that Jesus identified when he was asked were about love, love for the Father and love for your neighbor. And we will learn what this love looks like and finally learn that we cannot be with God unless we are perfected in love. So the first scripture that I want to look at is in John chapter 13. and I'm going to read verses 34 and 35. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. So this was the only commandment that Jesus ever gave to his disciples. He instructed his disciples to love one another. This is what they need to do. He says, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. That's the commandment. We are being called to love one another, to love our brethren, to love the Lord and to love our brothers and sisters. Even as Jesus loved us, we also should love one another. And by this, it's through love, by this all men we'll know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. This is how we are separated from the rest of mankind. This is how we are seen to be different because we love, because we exhibit and we show the love of Jesus Christ in our lives. So let's have a quick look now and see what this love is all about. And for that, I'm going over into 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I'm going to read the whole chapter here. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver my body to be burned but have not love, I gain nothing. As we look at these first three verses in 1 Corinthians 13, we see speaking in tongues is not going to bring you uh, to the place where you will be entering into God's kingdom. There is an important reason for speaking in tongues, but as it says here, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, you're saying speaking in tongues, yeah, you can do that, but if you don't have love, then you might as well just be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Now, there is a, a very important reason for speaking in tongues, and I've spoken about this in other um, in other sessions here, and I've written about a lot on my uh, website at freegiftfromgod.com. Uh, I'm not going to go into that today, but if that's all you do, it's not enough. And we know that there are some preachers in some of the uh, the Pentecostal style churches, the charismatic churches, the different charismatic movement, who say you can't be saved unless you're speaking in tongues. Well, that's a load of rubbish, because there is a very, very, very important reason for tongues but it's not about salvation. And as he's saying here, if you do that, if you speak in tongues, but you don't have love, then you just make a noise. You know, you're not walking in love. He goes on, if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, so these are people who can do the miraculous works, but have not love, I am nothing. So even those who are seeking to use the power of God or receive the power of God to do miracles, but if they don't love, then there's no point. The miracles don't do anything. And we know that Jesus said people will come to him on Judgment Day and they say, didn't we do many mighty works in your name and cast out demons in your name? And he says, I never knew you. Why did he not know them, even though they'd done all these miraculous things? He said, I don't know you, and this is the reason why, because they had no love. They didn't love God, they didn't love their uh, brethren and even verse 3 says if i give away all that i have all right and there are many people who have given given away everything you know there are those people who have uh, given everything away and they've gone and um, you know become monks or uh, uh, or something like that given everything away given it all to charity and if i deliver my body to be burned now this is absolute fanaticism but if i have not love i gain nothing this is how important love is It is the end game. It is the one thing that will last forever. I'll keep reading because the next few verses show us what love is and what it looks like. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful. It is not arrogant or rude. Love does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrong but rejoices in the right love bears all things believes all things hopes all things endures all things love never ends so here we see the aspects of what love is it's patient it's kind it's not jealous not boastful these are all the attributes of love now when we understand that god is love then this is what god is like and we have to be like him this is what jesus was like And in Jesus, we have the perfect example of love on earth. And so we need to listen to what he had to say and follow in his example. And it goes on in verse 8, love never ends. Now, that's the other thing too, love never ends. It lasts forever. And the reason why is because God is love and he lasts forever. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For our knowledge is imperfect and our prophecies is imperfect. But when the perfect comes, the imperfect will pass away. Now, these things haven't passed away as yet. We know that because people still speak in tongues. People still receive and give prophecies. Knowledge is still necessary. There are still people who don't know what the Bible says. You know, There are people who are not believers. So knowledge hasn't passed away. But all of these things, uh, knowledge and prophecy, are imperfect. It doesn't say tongues are imperfect because they're not, because the tongues is the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking. But knowledge is imperfect. We don't know everything. And prophecy is imperfect because we don't know that we're saying everything perfectly. It says, but when the perfect comes, the imperfect will pass away. Well, what's perfect? God is perfect. Jesus is perfect. Love is perfect. When I was a child... I spoke like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. For now I know in part, then I shall understand fully, even as I have been fully understood. And this is the case with us now. We are children in God. We're not adults in God. We are children in God. We are God's children. We are learning. We are growing. We still have a long way to go. And our love is not yet perfected but it will as we continue to walk with Christ. It will grow as we continue to look to what he had to say, as we continue to do what Jesus told us to do. And we learn his examples and we we act in his examples. And the final verse there, verse 13 of 1 Corinthians 13, So faith, hope, love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. And love is greatest because the other two will pass away. I mean, at present, we are hoping for the salvation to come. But when we receive salvation, we'll no longer hope for it because we'll have it. And we are currently believing in faith that what the Lord has said he will do, he will do. This is faith at present. But when we receive it, we'll no longer need faith because we'll be able to walk up to Jesus and say, help me understand this or whatever. you know. We'll be able to talk to him face to face. So faith will pass away. But love... Love goes on forever because Jesus is love. God is love. And we need to be walking in love if we are to enter into his kingdom. Now, the last scripture I want to look at is in the book of um, the, the letter of First John. I'm reading in chapter 4. I'm going to read from verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another for love is of God. And he who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God for God is love. And this is what I've said before. God is love. John says this a couple of times in this particular scripture. God is love. He who does not love does not know God. And that's why in that 1 Corinthians 13, in those first few verses where it said, you know, if I speak in tongues or do prophecy or miracles or give away everything and burn everything, but if I have not love, then they have nothing. And if they have not love, then they don't know God. And therein lies the problem. They don't know God. For God is love. Verse 9. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the expiation for our sins. Now we have to remember this. God sent Jesus to the world while we were still the enemies of God, while we were sinners, while we were not doing what God wants us to do. But he sent his son so that we could have the chance of salvation he sent his son to save us he sent his son so that our sins could be taken away and so that we could return and be perfected in love if we listen to what jesus had to say and if we follow his words and his instructions beloved if god so loved us we also ought to love one another no man has ever seen god if we love one another god abides in us and his love is perfected in us By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his own spirit. Now this is an important thing too because in his love God gave us the Holy Spirit. He gave us the Spirit and in that he poured his love into our hearts. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son as the Saviour of the world. Verse 15, whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So we know and believe the love God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. So when we're actually walking in love, we're abiding in God, and God is abiding us through Jesus Christ. His love is being perfected in us. His love is coming into us, and we are being perfected in love. And it says that in verse 17, In this is love perfected with us, that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. Now, what he's saying there is, on the day of judgment, everyone will stand before the judgment seat of God. But if we are walking in love, then we are walking in love just as he is walking in love, which is why he says, because as he is, so are we, only we're in this world. He is walking in love, and so are we walking in love in this world, when we have this love perfected in us. Verse 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with punishment, and he who fears is not perfected in love. And this is an important thing too, because if you're afraid, if you're scared of things, then you're not perfected in love. If you're afraid of what God might say or do to you, then you haven't yet learned to love as God loved us and as Jesus loved us. So when we continue to walk and we learn the ways of love and we learn the ways of the Lord, then our fear is driven out Because of love. Verse 19, we love because he first loved us. And that's an important thing. He loved us first. He sent his son so that we could have this chance. It was because of God's great love for us that he sent his son. And Jesus loved us too so that we could have the chance of actually um, receiving salvation. Verse 20, if anyone says I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, cannot love God whom he has not seen. And there is another thing. If there is any hate in you for anyone, doesn't matter who it is, someone's wronged you in the past and you still hate them, well, you're not loving as God loved. We need to learn to put away hate, to put aside. And that's why Jesus said, pray for your enemies. Pray for those who harmed you. Pray for those who are doing wrong to you. Pray that hopefully they will see the light and they will come to the Lord. And that's why he says, if anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. Well, he's a liar because you can't love God and hate your brother. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God should love his brother also. And that's why I said uh, earlier that the whole of the Old Testament law is based on love also. It's based on those two uh, key commandments the one that says you shall love the lord your god uh, with all your heart mind and strength and you shall love your neighbors yourself which jesus pointed out when he was asked by a pharisee what were the two greatest commandments or what was the greatest commandment in the law and the greatest commandment is love and that's why when jesus gave a new commandment the commandment he gave was also love he says a new commandment i give to you that you love one another even as i have loved you so consider now how you can grow in love and have the love of God manifested in your life. The aspects of love seen in 1 Corinthians 13 describe how we ought to act and behave towards one another. And test yourself to see whether you are truly walking in love with no hatred, no envy, or no anything else that would separate you from God. So as a prayer point, ask the Lord now to build you up in love. Ask him to break down your human weaknesses and your passions and replace them with his love so that you can walk as Jesus walked, so that as he is, so are you in this world. So in closing, that's it for this session. And this now concludes this series that I've been doing on growing into maturity in Jesus Christ. There is a lot more that could be said about this, and I hope that this is a taste and you will go away and you will search for yourselves. I'll be starting a new study in the next session. So until next time, this is John from the freegiftfromgod.com podcast signing off, hoping you have a great week ahead and keeping your mind and your thoughts centered on Jesus Christ. God bless.